You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Sometime hasn't it been? God has been speaking to us. Praise the Lord. We had a wonderful time at the anniversary at the MSG conference. And even before then, from um, like we're praying yesterday, our sister that was leading from the ministration from Momichi, reminding us that it's not all who get. Born again, unquote, are added to the Lord in a sense. And I think the Lord from that time began to prepare us and remind us that something should change. Amen? And um, you know what we celebrated at the MSG is our 18-year anniversary. So we are 18 as a corporate entity. Praise the Lord. We are adults. Hallelujah. And God has been good to us. Amen. God has been wonderful to us. He has been marvelous to us. I can testify. How many of us can testify to that? He has healed. He has provided. He has delivered. He has transformed. He has preserved. Above all, he has translated us daily into his image. I see many of us and I see the image of Christ. Being formed in us. And that is the most, most essential, most important thing that he does for us. Praise the Lord. On Wednesday we learned that the purpose of a thing is not discovered by interrogating the thing. Or asking the thing to go on a retreat and find out its purpose. The easiest, quickest, surest way to know the purpose of a product is to ask its maker. What did you have in mind when you started this product? Praise the Lord. And we saw that the Bible says, God said, let us make man. And they told us why. God said, let us make man what? In our image and in our likeness. So God's desire when he made me, when he made you, is that we'll remind him of himself. Praise the Lord. We are God's selfies. Tell somebody you are God's selfies. Yes, when he was making you, he was taking a selfie. Praise the Lord. So that when he looks at you, he can smile. How many of us like selfies here? Hallelujah. So you and I are God's selfies, amen? And um, just so many things. Relax, okay? It's going to be a wonderful time. Amen. Okay. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not what? I was going to say this is one of the few scriptures I know the reference. But I remember that even this morning I didn't remember it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, but I know what he's saying and I know what he's telling me. Okay. For God so what? Love the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God has provided salvation. For how many people? For the whole world. You see, if not for the frankness, the sincerity, and the truth of the Bible, I would expect the whole world to make heaven. Hello? John 3, 16. Let's read it again. For God, that he gave his only begotten son... That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible is saying to you and I that God's intent, God's desire, God's will, God's purpose is that nobody should perish. 
God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God is omnipresent. God cannot fail. So how could it be that God will want the whole world saved and the whole world is not saved? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever given thought to that? How could it be? That God's desire will be kept from him. Not just a desire. It says, for God so loved. If he stopped at love, then we might be where the Bible says, let us not love in word only, but let's love as well. What? Indeed. So God did not just love in word. He went forward to what? Give his son. He didn't give pocket money. He gave his only begotten son. That was the level, the extent of his commitment to this love. That no one should perish. Let's read another scripture. Come with me to Luke 13, 23. And he says, One said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, continue please. He says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us. And he will answer and say to you, I do not know you where you are from. 26. Then you begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you. Where you are from, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. Okay, let's continue, continue. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. There will come from the east, I like this part, and the west from the north and the south and sit down in the kingdom of God. And indeed there are last who will be first and there are first who will be last. In essence, what no 30, we stop at 30. In essence, our Lord Jesus was asked a question Are there few who are saved? And he said to them, It's more serious than you think. He says, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter. So this passage is telling us that God's desire didn't even get 50% accomplishment. It's not 50-50. Even though God so loved the world, praise the Lord, even though God gave his only begotten son, this is December, this is the, you know, the month where we celebrate the gift, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus. I think it's the most joyful month of the year because we just think on Jesus. You know, there's something about the atmosphere. The dust is already there. Okay, for those who live outside the country who are watching, the snow is there as well. It's, it's a beautiful season and it witnesses truly that something happened. Praise the Lord. But how is it that so few enter into it? How is it that so few? In fact, if you, if you can give us that verse 23 in easy to read version. Verse 23, easy to read version. Someone said to him, Lord, how many people will be saved? What did Jesus answer? Only a few. Only a few. And why is this so? Is it because the Father doesn't desire everybody to be saved? No, we have seen the Father's desire. He wants the whole world to be saved. What we're looking at this is, you see, coming from the, the, the few services, the weekend, the conference, and all of that, it's important we grasp something about the kingdom of God. And in verse 27 of, of this passage, yes, Luke 13, 27. Can, can you give us the message translation of that? Message. It says, okay, give us 26 and 27 so we get the... the, the, the. It says, you protest... These people, not you. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. These people he was talking to will protest. But we've known you all our lives. Okay? That's what they're going to say. Not you. Because you're being informed. And you're being transformed in Jesus' name. 
only to be interrupted with this abrupt. What? Your kind of knowing can hardly be called knowing. You don't know the first thing about me. That is not the type of thing I want to hear later. I want to hear it now. Someone hearing me? Because these people knew him. He says, we've known you all our lives. And on Wednesday, we concluded our Wednesday service with where the Jews said to our, our Lord Jesus, what might we do that would do the works of God? And Jesus said to them, this is the work of God, that you might believe in him whom he has sent. It sounds very simple. I learned many years ago, Many years ago when I was in the university, or was it secondary school? I can't remember. I think it must have been university. That when questions are simple, that is when the answer is difficult. When the question looks complicated, I think the answer is a lot easier those days, those times. Praise the Lord. He said, your kind of knowing can hardly be called knowing. You don't know the first thing about me. And, and when I read this, the, the message I got from it is that your knowing was religion. It was, it was the, a, a good demonstration of the religious spirit. It was a good demonstration of what we call religion. Where we call somebody man of God, where we call somebody woman of God, where we say this person is that, where you come to church and based on the expressions on people's faces, you take them into heaven. Praise the Lord. Or even by the person's dressing or by the person's countenance, the way he walks. You know, you just say this person has entered. That's what, you know, the, I think the translator of message is getting. It says, we don't call that knowing. That's not the type of knowing. The type of knowing that the Bible is referring to is a knowing of encounter that brings transformation that does not leave you like you came, but leaves you, transforms you into who you met. You see, every one of us know here, will be a witness here, that the real people that we can say we have interacted in life, they've rubbed off on us. That's the kind of knowing Jesus is talking about. Where my knowing him, you know, someone wrote, and tr truly, I just saw that it was true. And what the person wrote is that what makes Christianity so different, okay, is that Christianity is, if permit me to use the word religion, is the only religion where if someone says he is a Christian, then you shouldn't really bother what he does in his church because what he does outside will bear witness he's a Christian. But you see, if someone is a Shango worshiper or any other thing, he can go inside, there can be 10 of them, they can go in and do some different practices. When they come out, they live their lives anyhow. Okay? So the early Christians, the church, the, the believers before us, were not called Christians because of the place where they gathered. They were called Christians because of how they lived when they came out. Are we together? They were called Christians not because of where they went. Today we say, the first thing about Christianity is where do you go? Isn't it what we ask people? And the person says, I worship here. And then depending on where the person worships, you give the person respect. You know, your, my church, we do 100 days fasting. This person says, my church, we go to the mountain. This person says, my church, we do end of year seven days. You see, and as, as people describe that, you begin to, 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 you know, measure. This one has entered heaven. This one is about to enter. Some people say where they go. And you say, this one is still far. You start preaching to them. You know, there are some people that tell you they worship here. Then you're still preaching the gospel to them. Some people tell you they worship here. You keep your message. How many have done that? Uh -huh. It's because we are looking at it from this. We are looking at where they go. The Christians were not called Christians because they attended one building called Christian Life Building. 
They were called Christians because when they came out from wherever they went, their lifestyles reminded people about the story of that man, Jesus, that died on the cross. That's the type of knowing Jesus is demanding here. That's the type of knowing that would take men into heaven. Brothers and sisters, heaven is our goal. Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Heaven is our goal. And that heaven is not easy. That's the point I've come to make this morning. It's not easy. Even though it's God's desire, it's God's intention, it's not easy. So, so because I, 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 going back to my school again, in my first year, I had a lecturer, a Ghanaian lecturer. I think he helped me a bit because maybe I would have failed woefully. You know, even though I, I got in, you know, very well. I would have failed woefully, but I don't know if Rogers met him in school. Uh, I think it was Kojo, Ghanaian lecturer. He told us degree, you know, with Ghanaian accent. He said deg degree is not a mango fruit that you pluck. First day. You know, so that helped me a bit. So I think that helped me, you know, try and do my assignment. <laughs> but it, it didn't make me study like I should have studied. Maybe if he had called me and, you know, counseled me as a father. But it just made me know that it's not a mango fruit that I just pluck. Okay? The same way. Because you can come to church and think that heaven is what happens when people die. Jesus said from the text we read, it says strive. That same word strive is the same word the Bible translates when the apostle Paul was talking about winning a race at the Olympics. Any one of us here who's been a bit involved in sports, winning a race in your inter-house sports in secondary school is not easy. I'm talking of inter-house sports. Before you get to um, in, inter-school and then in, inter-state and national and then regional and then Olympic. Strive is not easy, people of God. I know what I'm saying. When I was in secondary school, a girl outran me. Praise the Lord. I don't know how it happened. But I saw her in front of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Easy to resist. The door to heaven is narrow. Try hard. Try hard. Try hard. You know. There are some things in the, in, in the kingdom. Just be patient with me this morning and let's trust the Holy Spirit to help. There are some things in the kingdom that as, as you open up and let the Lord, you know, beam his searchlight into your heart, you begin to see that this thing is somehow. Today is communion. Okay. Come with me to John chapter 6. John chapter 6 from verse 47 our Lord Jesus made a statement, John 6, 47, says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has what? Everlasting life. Okay. I am the bread of life. Thank you for going on. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Okay, where, where, where do I want us to stop? 53, yes. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? 53. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now note here. That this passage, this very statement, comes with the same seriousness when our Lord Jesus Christ says, Unless a man be born again. Are you with me? Unless a man be born again. If you read the Gospels, I want you to please take note. This Christmas period, you know, we're celebrating Jesus. So let's look at him. Let's learn of him. Take note of the unlesses. Or the verily, verily. I think King James will say verily, verily. Take note of those things. They are all saying the same thing. But coming from different angles. Now when our Lord Jesus Christ says. Unless you eat the flesh of the son of man. And drink his blood. 
brothers and sisters, with all honor and expectation that we go to the table of communion, it doesn't mean that if someone, you know, there are some uh, denominations that if they ban you from communion, it's like they've shut the door of heaven against you. And then if they allow you to take it, then heaven is open to you. You know that now? Okay. Jesus is not saying that if you come and eat this that we have at the table, you have everlasting life. No. He's saying something. He's saying that just like food, if you take food and eat, the food you eat, every part of it becomes what? A part of you. Until the life of the Son of God becomes inside of you, comes inside of you. No part of it is left out until you surrender. That's why he used different things. Unless you receive the kingdom as what? Little children. Have you told little children stories? This is Christmas. I, I pray that many of us here are not still telling them Santa. Praise the Lord. Because you tell them some, you know, uh, uh, white, you know, bearded man with pot belly is going to come and put something in some stockings under the tree for you. And they believe it. They don't ask, where does the man get the key to the house? Who is paying the man? Where is he walking? You see, unless you receive the kingdom as what? Little children. He's saying, unless you believe everything I tell you. When he now says, unless you eat the flesh and drink the blood. He's saying, unless you take everything, hook, line, and what? Sinker. Okay. I, I, was, I was a bit afraid when, you know, I guess yesterday, for those who listened, if you didn't listen, please go and listen to it. You know, began to emphasize on tithing. I said, let this with nothing that we send them. But they, thank God they said well, they were not sent. You see, we, we have come to a Christianity where we... we, we, we we look at the table like a buffet and we choose this one and we choose that one and we choose that one. Jesus uh, is saying by this, unless you eat the flesh, you see, you're not just friends with me. I have come inside of you, which means I can't separate. So in those days when the Bible said, whosoever confesses me before man, I will confess before my father in heaven. He wasn't talking about confessing him amongst family. Apostle Mike, you know, referred. You see, when in, the, in this place, I'm comfortable because you came to hear the word of God. And you know I'm pastor. Praise the Lord. And we are family. Amen. Even when we do interactive, when you pick the mic, you're talking to your brethren. But when the Bible says, whosoever confesses me before men, was not talking about confessing him in home church. It was not talking about coming to take the mic and say, you know, sharing testimony, praise the Lord. No, that's not what. He's saying when Caesar's soldiers, when the Roman soldiers stand before you and say, say Caesar is Lord. You will look at them and laugh and say, no, Caesar is not Lord. Caesar is, you know, the Roman emperor. But Jesus is what? Lord. So when he says, when you confess me, that's what Leah Sharibu has shown us. That is not, Leah Sharibu could have told the Boko Haram people, okay, is it to be released? Okay, i Muslim today. I, I don't Muslim today. Okay? And then when she goes to church, what would she say? Praise the Lord. These people would have killed me, but you know what? Ah, I just told them I'm Muslim today, but here I am now. Jesus is my Lord. We'll be shouting. But the problem with that is this. If you have eaten Jesus, sir, eh? No matter which angle they touch, <laughs> what would they touch? They would touch Jesus. They, you, you can't have an off-guard moment. That's what he's saying. He, he becomes so much a part of you that whether in good things, you see, whether in the things that, are, that, that, that we want, okay, in the area of, um, um, you know, the good things of the kingdom, I think everything in the kingdom is good. Maybe sometimes perspective because the Bible says, even if it's affliction, the Bible says these light afflictions, what do they do? They are working for us. So everything is good. But if it's even in the immediate ones, know that Jesus and you are one. If it's in the one that is difficult to handle, also know that Jesus and you are what? inseparable. That is what he's talking about. When we come to the co co communion, we are saying we are following you to 
totally. We are following you how? Totally. We are following you because you could have turned back. You could have stopped this journey halfway. You could have, when, when, when you hung on the cross and the people were saying, look at you, now come down. He had the power to come down. But he didn't come down. When we go to the table, we're saying, I believe in you. I'm committed to you. I am following you. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now, let, let me get to, to the point where I think, you know, where we're starting. How then does one really, really ascertain what he believes? How do, how do I know? Have you asked yourself that question before? How do I really know what I believe? You know, we think we believe something. How, have you ever done a belief check? Have you done a belief check? Do I believe in this Jesus? Because it's, it's whosoever believes in him shall be saved. I want to be sure. Praise the Lord. I say I believe it helps. It's part of it. Okay. I congregate with those who believe. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. As is the manner of some. So I congregate with fellow believers. I know. Yes, I feel. I sing the songs. I enjoy them. That, that's also a witness. I don't hear the name of Jesus and it, you know, it, it, it pierces my ear. I love the sound of the name. So all those are beliefs. But, but I, I want us to look at it from this angle. And I, I did some study this morning at a point I almost got lost. And what I wanted to study was the different methods through which medication, in Nigeria we call it drugs. If you say drugs in America, they'll be looking at you somehow. Through which medication is administered into the body. Because you see, you hear something. You hear something, just like we heard at the conference. Naturally, everything that was spoken was for me. Praise the Lord. I've heard it. I can imagine that I've become a beneficiary because I heard it. But that's not what the Bible says. Praise the Lord. That's not what the Bible says. You know, you know, there's this, there's this, there's this, um, you know, I, I don't want to use the word too religious. But, but there's this, you know, thing that we normally say, this cliche, it was a powerful service. Let me tell you something. The most powerful service is the service where you take in what was said. It could be a conversation with a brother. Hallelujah. Okay, I, I did this research. How does drugs get into the body? And there are different methods. You see, there, there is, um, I used to think intravenous all meant the same thing. But there is a one to the lower level of the skin. There is a one into the vein. There is a one into the spine. There is a one, you know, they put in the ear. There is a one they put um, through the nose. There is inhaling. Then there is snorting. You know, there is um, all, all, all different ways. There is this, the most common one we know is the one we swallow, isn't it? We're going to get there. That's why we're going to conclude. So the, the, the Lord said, all these are different ways. But if this drug is not administered, it can never benefit the body. Do you know that the word of God is drug, is healing, is life, is all of that? Now, hearing it does not change a man. It is when it is administered into my life. That's when it brings benefit. Are you with me? That, that is when it brings benefit. And this is an area we must give consideration. Because we have come, we've dealt with this in church and we can't deal with it enough. We have, we, our Lord Jesus took time to tell us a parable. And you know what this parable was? It says, those who hear my words and do it. Okay, first of all, those who hear my words and don't do it. Are like those who built a house. Listen to me. How can I not do something and build a house? Hassel? I just heard the word and they say I built a house. You know why? Hearing builds. But what it builds is castles in the air. The one who hears my word and does it builds as well. So once we are hearing, there is a building. The issue is this. Is this building effective when it is needed because just like in that parable who needs a house when there is no storm I want to be in the field I want to be by the beach who needs a house when there is no flood I want to be by the beach 
Who needs a house when there is no wind? So he's saying hearing without doing creates for you a false sense of security. And that is why people could say to him, we, we, we ate with you. We lived in your neighborhood. Uh, Jesus, I sang that song. I know the songs. Ask brother soul. Ask my HOD. I come to church. Are you getting it? So, 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 all those things until it's applied. It, until it is administered into me. The drug, the medication won't work. And the picture that came to me is how many of us, you know, when we were kids, they give you, I think it was chloroquine or nevaquine those days. And to, to help you, you know what they'll do? They'll wrap it in Eba. They'll wrap it in Gary. Abby? So you swallow it. Now, when that one is not working, how many of us did this to our parents? They give you the medicine, they give you the water, you do like this and drink water. How many of us did that? You know the mercy of God still healed you. You know why? <laughs> because God is the healer. When you do that with the word of God, no. Mm-mm. You must take it in. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, there is no life. Brothers and sisters, there is a point where God cannot help you unless you believe. Unless I believe. Believing is not a matter to be left for somebody to breathe on me. Believing is not a matter to be left for tomorrow. It's a matter you and I will settle today in the name of Jesus. How do I ascertain? I use that word ascertain and I had to check what does ascertain mean and I was glad with what I found. How does one discover what he believes? Do we talk to ourselves? Do we talk to ourselves? I I talk to myself. Sometimes I ask myself, okay, how, how do you even, this thing you're saying, how do you know you believe? And then I have to interrogate Myself, not another person. You know the Bible says, examine yourselves. It is examine somebody. It says, examine yourselves. Test yourselves. Whether you be in the faith. It's a discovery. It's a check. It is, it is what you do to find out. This thing I'm claiming. This thing I'm comfortable with. I don't want surprises. Some of us here like surprises a lot. I don't like surprises. I'm telling you, I don't like surprises. Okay, so I I don't want, you know, such surprises. My emotion cannot tell me what I believe. But you know what? That's where we stop. I like it. How many of us like things? I like what you said. I enjoyed what was said. Okay, I, um, I was really excited. Okay, oh, even the... Cliche, I was blessed. Praise the Lord. You know who is speaking in all of that? You know who is speaking? It's not believed that I'm speaking. It's not believed that I'm speaking. I'll show you a scripture. Deuteronomy 5. You can put 27 to 29 for us on the screen. 27 to 29. God has finished speaking to Moses and he sent Moses. The children of Israel said to Moses, Don't let God appear again and talk to us. You, Moses, go near and hear all that the Lord our God may say. And whatever he says, what? Tell us, then we will do what? We will hear and do it. If you had, if you were preaching to someone and the person said, tell us whatever God is saying. And whatever you tell us, what we will do? We'll hear and do. How will you feel? Hallelujah. You'll be going home with joy that day, isn't it? Continue, 28 and 29. Then the Lord heard the voice of your words when you spoke to me. And the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of these people which they have spoken to you. That is, we will do it. We will hear and do it. They are right in all that they have spoken. So God is saying here, their confessions are right, accurate. Now look at the next line. 29 says what? Read it for me, everybody. 
that they had what? That they would do what? And always what? That is when it will be well with them. It is not when they said they would do. It's not when they said we like it. It's not when they said we heard it. It is that when now it gets to that matter, they will fear me, reverence me, and what? Keep my commandments. That is when it will be well with them. How do I know I believe it's not from my feelings? It is from my choices. Are you with me? It is from my what? Choices. It's from my decisions. That's why, that's why, that's why um, when, when couples, when people are being joined in marriage, they ask, do you love? Okay. But there's a part where they say, do you take? You see, because you can love and not take. And you can take and not love. Eh? And then after that, what you say is, I do, not I feel. So if they set up a Christian court for divorce, no, jo- no marriage will be separated. I don't feel irreconcilable differences. Say reconcile now. <laughs> I don't feel, they say, well, we never asked you to feel, God and be doing. How do I know what I believe? Simple. Okay, let, 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 let's break it down now. From the conference, how do I know I was really blessed? Check what you did from Sunday to now. One of the key things I think the Lord was saying to us at that conference is, which is a theme, win souls. Isn't it? Win souls. Turn many to righteousness. That's, that's it. That's what he was saying. Be a witness. Now, I mean, a lot of people here may not have been there. For the past one week, has anything changed in your decision making? Have you decided something contrary to what you were doing before then? If you haven't, with all the love in my heart, I'm sorry, you have not believed. You may have been excited. You may have enjoyed. There was an empowerment conference yesterday. A lot of things were said. Until you make up a decision, make up in your mind, make a decision. The, the Bible says concerning the, 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 uh, the prodigal son. He did what? He, he came to himself. Until you come to yourself and talk to yourself. All the other one is religion. And his own was very simple. When he came to himself, he said to himself as well. "Uh -uh." He said the servants in his father's house are what? Then what was the next thing he did? He rose. That's believing. When you believe, you will speak to yourself and you will rise. If you don't do that, sir, if you haven't done that, ma, I am sorry to inform you. That you have not been administered of that medication successfully. In fact, there is one that I like. I, I, I wrote the name here, but you know, it might just look. There, there is this one. We may have been seeing it now. The one they just latch on your thighs. You know, the, the medication. They just put it on a part of the body, right? The patch, a something patch. And then it just. I like that one. Isn't that the one we should prefer? But you see. This Christian one doesn't work like that. <laughs> this one is only by infusion and invasion. <laughs> this one has to get in. Is someone hearing? You have to do it afraid. You have to say it afraid. You have to change it weak. You see, the, the, the Bible is so clear. You hear the word of God. You must pull yourself up to obey it. Let's, let's take it from this angle. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, 27. I just want us to, after today, to, to get into the place where I can say I really believe this thing. And I can say I don't believe it. That's not to another person, just to myself. This is an account of a, an encounter Jesus had with some sick folk. It says, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. 
And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Teddy, look at Teddy. And their eyes were opened. So they believed Jesus, they were healed. Now read the second part of that statement. And Jesus, what? Sternly warned them saying, what? See that no one knows it. Let, let's repeat it again. Jesus sternly warned them saying, what? See that no one knows that you were blind and I touched you and you began to see. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the word of God. Okay? When those people left, <laughs> he couldn't stop them. You know why? They knew and believed that this Jesus is a wonder. Sars and Mars, what you believe, they can't stop you from doing it. The one that we are begging you, I beg, win soul now. I beg, bring your money now. I beg, love your neighbor now. It's because you have not come to believe. When you believe, if they stop you, you push the person down. When we're going to start the Father's Church, I that Dr. Cornelson, you know. So, for months, I will tell him that, the Lord is leading me. The Lord is telling us, our time here is up. We need to do this. He'll say, no, you're not going anywhere. After some months again, with stronger conviction, we'll go to him again. and say, dad, we're feeling this. The Lord is saying this. You know, we, we have to move. We have to leave this, you know, organization and serve God, you know, the way he's calling us to. He'll say, no. Our dad kept saying no until I called him and said, whether you say no or not, we are moving. He said yes now. He said because he wanted to be sure that I was hearing God. Brethren, the one I'm begging you to do, you have not believed it. Let me ask you. Check the last one week. What you have done without anybody telling you. You have eaten Amala. You have done weave. You have bought perfume. You have bought trouser. Eh? You have stacked out money hidden somewhere. That's what you believe. The one they did not beg you to do that you were doing. When you believe, if they say don't. Listen, you know, Jesus is the wisdom of God. That was lesson was for me. He knew those people couldn't stop. But the Bible recorded it. He said he sternly warned them that they should let no one know. <laughs> uh, read the next verse. You see how they told it. They didn't, even, they didn't whisper. He said when what? What did they do? Where? Where? When you believe, sir. Kitala Gedebu. When you believe, man. Eh? You know this thing that we got? They say, let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. It is good, though, for nursery teachers. Eh? But when you are 18 years, praise the Lord. Now you're a teacher now. There's a time when you teach, give children mass to solve. You draw a picture of orange for them. Two oranges plus three oranges. They will tell you five oranges. There's a time you won't even tell them already. You say X plus Y. They say find X. They didn't, they, now, they're not giving you just... They're saying go and find the X. When you finish finding the X and finding the Y, then you solve the problem. Is someone hearing me? This is what it is. This is what the kingdom is about. Brothers and sisters, our Lord Jesus has set for us the pattern. He has recorded it. He said, unless you eat my flesh, unless you drink my blood, you can't just come on the surface of Christianity. There is no cheap way. Our brother was talking about those who are children. You will not enter kingdom just like that. Because there is no multitude. He said, strive to enter by the narrow 
The narrow way. The good thing is that it's not by might or by power. When you believe, you see, you see what, what I'm trying to say is this. When you get to the place of believing, eh? Oh, I, I don't know how to explain the way this thing works. I don't know how to explain the way it works. I don't know. You, anyhow you're touched, what is going to come out is what you believe. Anyhow, hardship, what you believe. Pleasure, what you believe. Difficulty, what you believe. Anyhow, you're having a conversation with somebody, you just find out that all this person is saying, you're just saying, hey, you need to be saved. You're, you're not at the level where you're, you're with somebody and you're envying anything that is not eternal. It doesn't come up because you believe in the kingdom of Jesus. You believe he's coming. How many of us believe he's coming soon? Soon and very soon. We're going to see the king. If I'm going to see the king, sir, daddy, if you're coming to my house now, mommy, she will make some changes. If I'm going to see the king, I'll be doing something differently. If I believe I'm going to see the king, sir, I, I would change some things. Most especially when he said, no man is going to know the day nor the hour. Praise the Lord. The, the, the word of God and all the things God has prepared for the Christian is his on you and I believing him. The passage we talked about, I think, did we refer to Hebrews 4, I believe 2? Where it says, it said, the words which was preached to them was preached to us. Nevertheless, it did not benefit them. Why? Because when they heard the word, they did not mix it with what? With faith. I like the way the Bible put it. It says, but the word which they heard did not profit them. Now, look at this last line. Because it has to be accurate. The word of God always profits. But it had to tell us why. It says, not being mixed with what? With faith in those who heard it. And faith, sir, is not my shout. Faith is not even my falling down. Ah, Faith is not twisting. Faith is simply obeying. Faith is saying, God said I should stand here. This is where I'm standing. Praise the Lord. When a man believes in divine healing, okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with taking medication, okay? Because it's God that heals anyhow. But when you believe God in a particular situation, you're no longer afraid of which outcome. You have determined the outcome. The outcome, believing God is an outcome. That's why the Bible telling us about the Hebrews, heroes of faith. In, I was mixing heroes and Hebrews. In Hebrews 11, since these ones died, not what? Receiving the promises. But the Lord showed me something there in that Hebrews 11. They didn't receive the promise, but they embraced the promise. They, they saw it. <laughs> Afar off. Embraced it. But you and I can say, ah, they didn't receive. But in their hearts, have you seen somebody, have you seen, um, I saw something someone wrote, many of us may have seen. He said the most, the most difficult people to cancel is a woman who is listening to a prophet. And a man who has uh, run into some, you know, mistakenly run into some big money. You see, a woman who is listening to a prophet, the, the prophet will tell they, they are coming now. And you're telling the woman that this is not happening. That's not what they, they are not hearing again. They have embraced something. They have, in their minds, they have settled it that this thing will happen. The closest I can tell you this is if they've done you 419. How many of us they have, they have done 419? You have, they have not watched dollar for you before? If they watch dollar for you, you buy car. I bought car. I bought car. I was deciding which color. <laughs> because I'd given money for the Mercury. Daddy, they've done that to you too. Hey. <laughs> that is what he's talking about. You have seen it already. 
So if your brothers are saying, where are you going? You say, don't worry, don't worry. Because you can't tell anybody where you're going. They say, make sure you don't tell anybody. <laughs> that's what, when you believe, that's the way you behave. They say, this Christianity, you're taking it too much. You say, don't worry, don't worry. Say this thing, go and see the, go and do this. He said, don't worry, no worry. You have believed. Let's rise on our feet. <sighs> Lord, help me. I don't know how you came to church today. But I'm deciding and I'm praying that you'll go from here a believer. Not a hearer. Not an excited member. Not one who likes. Not one who is happy. But a believer. A believer in Jesus. A believer in the king. Who came to the earth. Went to the cross. To die for sins. And for sinners. Who was buried. And on the thought they rose again. And he commissioned his disciples. And said go into all the world. And preach this gospel of the kingdom. And he that believes shall be saved. He that does not believe. Unfortunately. Will be condemned. You and I have been given the privilege. He said to those of us who believe, He said, You will step on serpents. They will not harm you. On over all the power of the devil. He said, It shall by no means hurt you. you if you drink any deadly thing, it won't happen to you. When you believe, you take those things literally. You won't go and be looking for them. But you won't lose sleep. I wish I were a believer when I was young. Because those times when we were young in the village. They say if you go to this man's house. If they give you anything don't eat. I would have eaten then. Just to enjoy this scripture. When they give me I say ah this thing. Hallelujah. Jesus I thank you. Well well. Uncle is there more? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Child of God, I just want to provoke you to check what you believe and then go back and believe it. Go, go, take the word of God, sit down with it and do what? And believe it. That's when you can say I'm a Christian. Now we are churchgoers. Because the testimony of your Christianity is the picture you post on Facebook. The father's church today. It was awesome today. I was there. It happened. All of that is good. But sir and ma, I'm talking of the way I handle my money. Ask myself, do I believe? The Bible says where your heart is, there also what? Your treasure will be. Have I checked myself? Do I believe he's coming again? Do I believe? Do I believe that he's going to inquire how I handled the gifts and the talents he gave to me? Do I also believe he's working to confirm me, to back me. He said walking with them, they went out preaching everywhere. And God walking with them. Am I expecting that as I go to the office tomorrow and take a stand, he's going to walk a sign and a wonder. That's what believers do. Believers know that God's got their back. Is someone hearing me? The three Hebrew boys, there was nothing. There was no pre-arrangement with God. You're going to meet us in the fire. They were believers. They said to Nebuchadnezzar, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, unfortunately, before we met you, we had become believers. And we believe that our God is able to what? To deliver us. But just let it be known. You see, believers are not testers. Oh. That's what we're talking about. 
Believers are not tested. Let it be known to you. Our God is able to deliver. But because it's God. And it's always his will, not my will. The issue of his not delivering will not change my not be, my believing. I have believed already. It reminds me of the song that says, I have gone too far from where I started from. I'm too much into this thing. I believe in heaven. I believe in the kingdom that is to come. I believe in the reward. The, uh, uh, Apostle Mike talked about God, the joy that rewards. I believe that God will reward. That's why the Bible says, do not grow weary in well-doing. I see people backsliding and I say, what is going on? What is going on? Finish this race. Finish strong. Finish well. There's a lifting that is coming. I can't imagine my best, my best Christian life, dedication, being in my past. When the apostle Paul says, forgetting the things which are behind, I press forward towards the mark of the high call of Christ. I should be getting higher, deeper. I'm telling you the truth. Get, getting more, I'm, I'm not talking about getting more religious, but getting more spiritual. Let me tell you, it was my birthday recently. I know the gift I asked from God. I'd, I've asked all manner of gifts from God. You know, in my Christian, but now I'm believing him more. I realize that if I really believe him, okay, and I think I've referred to this before here. If I really believed who he is, who he is, you know, then this thing is tricky. I said to the Lord, please, I, I want to enjoy you now more than I enjoy any other thing. So I, I tell you how I enjoy my wife should, how I enjoy some things. And, and when I'm in the midst of that, I said to the Lord, Lord, I hope I'm not enjoying this thing more than you. You know why? In him was life. And the life was the light of man. He said the thief cometh but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I have what? I have come that they may have life. He said, if you drink of this water, you will thirst again. But if you drink of the water that I shall give to you, out of your belly shall flow a river. I said, there is something in you that men haven't discovered. So if you see me walking and laughing, it's not colomental. My heavenly father, we are playing some, you know, we are joking some, we, we cracked a joke. If you just see me walking and laughing, or if you just see me relaxed in spite of whatever, you, you just, just know that I'm enjoying. I told the Lord, I want to enjoy you. Listen, the Bible says Enoch walked with God. He was walking, walking, walking. At the time he said, daddy, I'm not staying here. I've told you. I don't, I don't bother praying for long life. Have you ever heard me pray it? I pray for life in him. What is long life if I miss him? What is long life without him? For those who prayed for me, bear the long life. Amen. But you see, in him is life. I believe it. I, I want us to take a moment. There are some things that the Holy Spirit is quickening to you. That you will believe them. That you believe in Jesus. Somebody came to church today. The Lord sent me to tell you. I love you. I love you. I went to the cross for you. I'm bringing this message for you. You're not forsaken. You're not abandoned. It says I know the thoughts. That I have towards you. He said, I have a plan. He said to remind somebody here about Joseph. He said, Joseph was under the stock until his word came to pass. Joseph was a believer. He believed when it was good. He believed when it was bad. He just was a believer. He wasn't, he wasn't smart. He wasn't a sharp guy. He was just a believer. Believers are not sharp guys. They just believe. They just believe. They just throw their lives into his hands. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center. Off Bannock's Guarimba Expressway. Near next Cash and Carry Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31-588-404. You can also find us online on our website, 
www.thefatherschurchonline.org Facebook facebook.com slash thefatherschurch Our Twitter handle at tfatherschurch Also on Instagram thefatherschurch God bless you.